Hey guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Happy Being Well. We have an exciting guest today, Tamisha Harriman. She is a certified radical forgiveness coach. And so she's going to be talking today about how we can achieve radical self-love. So before we dive deep with Tamisha, here is a message. A message from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by happybeingwell.com, your online store for creative, high quality leggings, 100% natural facial masks, natural essential oils, natural bath soaps, and much more self care goodies at happybeingwell.com. Use code podcast 25 for 25% off all active wear leggings. So Tamisha. Hi. Hi. Hi, Rita. Hi. Hi. Um, So what made you get into being a radical forgiveness coach? Oh, such a great question. How how did I manage to get into radical forgiveness? You know, I have been studying uh, a student of A Course in Miracles. Um, Marian Williamson was my spiritual teacher a very long time ago, and she does uh, A Course in Miracles, and um, it's a teaching of forgiveness. It's a teaching um, that not to get, it's not a religious practice, right? It's just the following of Jesus, how Jesus really wants us to love ourselves deeply. And I found uh, The Course of Miracles and Marianne Williamson when I was going through a psychotic break of just being emotionally uh, suffering, right? I was just, nothing in my life was going right. I was, I, it felt at the time as if I were at the bottom of the bottom and was having a psychotic break. I was a new mom, uh, got pregnant in the Caribbean and moved to the United States, have never been to the to the United States before, moved to the, to the United States with $200 because I just wanted a, another life. I wanted a different life for my baby. And so I came up with this great idea to move because I wanted the, you know, the picket fence and the American dream. And I got over here and it wasn't anything like I imagined, right? My trauma just kicked in. I I didn't even understand how trauma triggers um, worked. I moved because I wanted to get away from my family. And when I got here and I had my son, I mean, the emotional war just sort of over to, it had really, uh, overtake everything my 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 body even because um I develop an autoimmune disease that you know one percent of black women in the in the world ever get and you know I needed something I I I you know I was going through um radiation and I remember like feeling like all I can do is just surrender and um, yeah, and and the Course of Miracles teach about forgiveness. I got a hold of the Course of Miracles, and I wanted more. When I started really learning about triggers and how I had caused my son his own trauma because I was parenting from my own open wounds, 
it was hard for me to forgive myself. You know, it was hard for me to say, my gosh, I'm, I forgive myself. Like saying that word, like it, it wasn't working for me because I still had a lot of guilt. I still had a lot of shame um, for things that have happened in my past and things that I was, you know, doing at the, at the time because I didn't know how to have sort of control um, with my emotions. So I wanted something to really help me. And that's really why I started uh, studying and, and studying forgiveness and then got into radical forgiveness because I needed to do the process, go through the entire process of finding my innocence, right? Reconnecting with my innocence and finding the divine alignment in whatever happened in my past and leaving the past there. Um, and when Radical Forgiveness is a program that is run by Colin Tippin, who passed away a couple of years now, but it's a program where it's not just a read book. Like you actually put yourself through the process of forgiveness, through the process of owning your feelings, um, developing emotional freedom. So um, that's really how I got into Radical Forgiveness. I'm sorry for the long answer. Yeah, that's okay. No, that was a, that's a great story. So you, so, so how did you overcome your traumas and being triggered? Yeah. So I don't think that we really ever get over, right. our trauma. I feel like we just kind of thrive through them. I feel like, you know, our thoughts, these negative thoughts, they still come, they still try to revisit, right. But it's, developing tools that we can really implement when they try to revisit and we can put a stop to really embodying them, right? So we can acknowledge them, we can stop to think, and then we can respond. You know, a lot of times, especially for me, I didn't know that there were a technique or tools or, or anything that we can, that I can use to create, um, emotional peace or mental peace with my triggers and with my traumas because what I was doing was just feeling and reacting right there wasn't a, a time where I paused or I stopped you know I, I you know where I grew up to um we don't really talk about all that stuff we don't really talk about emotions you know as a child I just dealt you know even now in my country um people are not really talking about trauma and, and triggers and all this stuff. So we don't have a lot of knowledge of how to thrive through them. You know, it did take us down or by the grace of God, you go through it. So, yeah. So I don't think that we really overcome. I don't think, I, I know for sure I don't overcome. My son even today still step on some of my triggers, but now I can stop my reaction and I can respond from a more healthy space, from a more loving space, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We can choose how to respond once we become more conscious and expand our consciousness. Um, so and how does forgiveness play a role in, you know, having that inner peace and achieving that radical self-love? Yeah. So, um, so forgiveness, radical forgiveness have like a, a six step, right? And so it starts with just telling your story. And at the end of it, it integrates, you integrate the new story. But in the middle of, of, of the first step and the last step, 
there are ways that um, you can really uh, tap into your emotion, tap into your feelings and take control. It's a, it's a process of really taking control of what happened. Like no one did anything wrong to you in the spiritual world, right? Um, as our human experience, of course, like somebody hurt you, somebody did, you know, yeah, you experienced, a you had a traumatic experience, right? But it's to see, seeing the divine alignment and to seeing that things really do happen for a purpose. And a lot of times we say that only when it's sort of convenient to us, right? When it's a quote unquote happy time or something like that. But when, when it's a painful time, when it's a painful experience, it's really, really difficult to see that. And so radical forgiveness really help you um, see that, see that, that purpose, see that what happened uh, is be where you are right now is because of what happened, right? And it's not so much of a bad thing in the spiritual world. It's one of those things that sort of happened so that we can experience an awakening to love, an awakening to love ourselves, And once we're like courageous enough to tap into that, I mean, that is a radical um, act of self-love because in that time you get your innocence back, right? You get that, oh my gosh, like I have been blaming myself for everything, but had not this happened, then I would not have been where I'm, where I am right now. I mean, had I not experienced abuse and, and, and trauma from my childhood, I would not have moved to the States. I would not have been where I am today. You know, I would not have been on this podcast with you. And so it's really um, understanding that and, and taking your time with it, because it can be really difficult to, to grab hold of that to grab hold that things do happen for a reason. And, and that's how we find our purpose through those hard times. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the way that you said that. Um, you know, it seems almost as if, you know, sometimes I think that by default, we can always we're always putting pressure on ourselves for things that we don't have. So we're going to always ruminate and not really, really be able to think clearly and enjoy what we do have and really be able to see clearly the possibilities at our hands um, by focusing and appreciating what we do have as opposed to, I just feel like there's some kind of default programming there that may happen mm -hmm. without being fully conscious just due to our culture, you know, of like yeah. media and everybody's kind of showcasing everything. And so some people who aren't as mindful go into that and start to like compare themselves or there's some kind of covert um, message that people are taking in. And I think that, you know, people can mentally torment themselves. Like yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, I think also <clears throat> that 
a lot of times we get ourselves into into this state of depression and I'm not disregarding anybody's mental health mental health I have had my own time and experience with um, depression but what I realized too is that depression comes a lot from when we deprive ourselves from things that we have and we feel like we don't have it right so it can be like what you just said looking at somebody else's things looking at the things we see on social media as that is happiness and we don't really we're not really united with our own happiness you know we feel as if we're unhappy because we're trying to attain somebody else's dream somebody else's uh, desire of happiness you know we see all these things on social media like wellness now have become such a marketed thing you know when we talk about wellness now you see the fancy vacations you see the big uh you know um swimming pool or or, or retreat but some people just cannot don't have the probably the financial resources to enjoy these things right so when you're denying seeing that and you think, well, this is what I need to be happy. And, you know, you're telling yourself that you don't have that and you, you're not even seeing what's in front of you. That is your own happiness that can put us on a really uh, mental um, suffering train, you know, ride. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And it's, it's definitely all how you look at things too. And, and I think state of mind is most important because I, I actually, I remember I was on one of those retreats. Um, and I was, I was, I remember I was down on a retreat for two weeks in Tulum. And I remember coming, I was actually really actually looking forward to coming back home. It's like, you know, I, I was like, I really just, there's nothing better than, you know, kind of being home, you know, it's like, I think these things are very temporary. Like, I mean, yeah, you're, you know, it's all a, a, a frame of mind too. It's like, you know, I could still do yoga in my, and I do, I, my, my home is like my ashram, you know, I do yoga and my meditation regularly in my home. Um, I live my, my, I basically have a wellness retreat in my home, <laughs> but it's, beautiful. It's, it's nice to, when I came, but it's like, I don't know. I just remember feeling like it was, um, you know, I think it's, it can be overrated. These, these, retreats, yeah. you, know? Yeah, you know, I mean, once, once in a while I can, you know, yeah, it's great. Like, but it's not the end all be all because mm-hmm. I live that lifestyle, you know, in my every day. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the retreat and they do these classes, it just really, first of all, it did seem superficial. It was designed for, um, no, I'm not saying all retreats are superficial. Some of them are really like, they really do have hardcore people. Like they really are masters at yoga or at meditation or whatever, but this one just seemed like it was designed for the busy corporate executive to kind of come down there and just get some, you know, um, Q and a, like get some relaxation. And, um, so yeah, I just, 
I just yeah. remember I was like, it was nice to get some ocean time mm-hmm. and some time, but I just, I don't know. I think it's like wherever you go, there you are, right? Yeah. So I was it, just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. If that's, yeah. No, I'm saying if you don't value your peace of mind in the busy world, there's there's no possible way you're going to value it even more when you have that, you know, quiet time. You know what I mean? Like you have to, it has to be really important to you right now in the drama stage and like the, the retreats and stuff can be kind of like the reward of that. You know what I mean? Because then you're going to probably be on a, on a retreat or, or, or on this wellness, in this wellness um, experiences, just looking at the action thing, you know, like looking at the yoga, not really focusing on quieting the mind. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. Makes sense. It's so much uh, mental uh, work. It's, so, you know, and, and it's, you know, it, it's 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 creating that sort of cultivating that sort of mental peace I think we all just want that and and I think people see this you know this this act of manifesting right manifesting things as if these are things are going things that would bring them happiness would bring them that state of peace but it doesn't last it doesn't last at all. And a lot of people don't realize that we can manifest things through the ego as well. You know what I mean? We can manifest things out of confusion. We saw it played out in, you know, in the American election election with Donald Trump. I mean, he manifested come, becoming a president through his ego, right? It was such an egocentric thing, but he still believed it, but never really experienced any sort of peace when you, you saw it, that his running was just not a peaceful experience. I'm sorry to bring politics in here. I don't even talk about politics, but it's just to show that we can manifest things from us, from our state of confusion, you know, mental confusion as well, but we get to really enjoy when we start to manifest qualities you know, when we start to manifest qualities of peace, qualities of, of understanding, qualities of courage, qualities of gentleness, I feel like that is when we really get to, to really sink into happiness and have, you know, not the attachment on things giving us happiness. We can feel happy with or without them. You know, but everybody's, you know, even myself sometimes, you know, we chase the, the material forms. Because that what looks good, right? It looks, it seems easier than going within and doing the work from within, right? It seems easier for us to just get to think because sometimes it's really painful to, to look within, knowing what people have experienced, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know, our state of mind is everything. It's where that's how we cultivate inner peace and self-love. And, and, and even if you do go somewhere to like a retreat, um, you know, those, it's, 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 it's great. You can, you can get, you can actually come back, you know, inspired to like change your life, change your thinking. Um, 
and but most importantly you do need to implement and you know be more conscious of the thoughts that we think and mm -hmm. how we're feeling and how we're responding um i'm sorry how we're reacting in order to then choose a better way to respond and by going through that process you're getting to know yourself as well so you're actually going to go through a process of self-discovery as well yeah. um, instead of just living life by auto autopilot right yeah, autopilot, <laughs> yeah because we're if our society is just so busy and there's so many pressures people are so used to and it's so easy to live from autopilot right you wake up okay it's coffee you jump in the car you go to work okay the lunch break um you know you're just moving so fast meeting okay these emails okay i have okay grocery store at 5 30 go in i need to, you know and you don't even like really you're just kind of really like robotic yeah. just to get things done and right. so when you're living when you're so used to living from a place like that um you know you you're just, you don't think about really what's going on with you and how you're in, like, what's the unconscious programming that's really the main driver of your human behavior, like, you know, what's, how you make your decisions, because it's like our decisions really create the quality of our life and you they can you know you could self-sabotage yourself or you can create opportunities for yourself right yeah i'm doing a um a program now the positive intelligence that really helps you create that sort of pause moment in your day and um have a little moment where you can focus your mind on sensory it can be just looking at something but really stopping the busyness of your mind the busyness of the thoughts and and focusing and it's been really really helpful um for me to have this sort of interruption of it during my days you know and one of the things that i do i have like um to practice that in every room of my house on my cabinets <clears throat> on my bathroom window, on my bathroom uh, mirrors, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have like uh, post-its, you know, like little affirmations, or little pause notes, or little I am willing affirmation, I am willing to, to stop, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, so that everyone in my family, you know, get to experience this sort of pause, because I feel like as once you read it, you just have that moment of pause, whether it's a five second pause, it really helps you um, interrupt those pattern, interrupt the business, interrupt the autopilot that our, our mind and our thinking is on all the time. And a part of teaching uh, self-love, that's really what I, what one of the things I talk about is being quiet, being slowing down. Slowing down is an act of self-love as well, because we get to when we slow down, we really get to experience love, right? We, ex we get to experience joy. We get to experience, we get to see the beauty that's there, right? We get to see the plant that we've never seen in, in so long. We get to see the bird. Um, 
that's always been there, but we never get to pay attention to it. And so when we get to slow down and we can connect with uh, nature, we can connect to others intentionally, um, it is a deep, it is also a deep act of self-love as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was beautifully said. Um, so Tamisha, if somebody wants to learn more about you or ways to work with you, where can they go to find more about you? So you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name. Everywhere is just my name, Tamisha Harriman. You can find me there. You can follow me. I usually share um, some really good tools and, and information about how to use radical love and radical forgiveness to really mend and heal our tough relationships. I'm all about relationships, whether it's relationships with our co-workers, our children, our family, our spouse. You know, I it, it's something that I've worked on myself and continue to work on. And I just really want to share the benefit of, of that, my healing with everyone. And so that they can really experience um, expansion and clarity and transformation in their relationship. A lot of times we, we hold on to the familiar, which is, oh, relationships are hard, right? Mm -hmm. But I've realized that relationships are hard based on what we're committed to, right? If we're committed to the drama and the manipulation and old negative patterns, then relationships are hard. But if we are committed to loving deeply and to enjoying each other and having excitement with each other and understanding all these things just open space and soothes out all the quote unquote hardness and really get to experience really deep love in relationships with everybody that we encounter. So find me on Instagram. You can also find me on uh, online. My website is TamishaHarriman.com in the process of finishing up, but my work is there. Um, so yeah, and I'm also on Facebook, but I am more on Instagram and on my social media. I'm also having a radical, a radical self love uh, free class coming up where I'm sharing uh, six simple tools to help us really love ourselves deeply through radical love. Um, if you feel call, if you feel like that is something you need, just send me an email or so. And I can send you the information to log in. It's an interact, interactive class. And we're going to have a good time. And we're going to just extend love to each other. Awesome. So it's a free self-love masterclass. And when will that be held? So that will be on March 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Eastern time. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And what's your email? My email is Tamisha Harriman at gmail.com. Okay, great. So, and for all the audio listeners, uh, her website will be posted on the podcast description and her uh, IG handle will be posted on the podcast description as well, along with her email to enroll in her free self-love masterclass, guys. And I highly recommend you enroll into her free self-love masterclass. We all could use more self-love 
in order to feel more peaceful, more at joy, have clarity, and create high quality decisions that lead to a high quality life or more high quality life. And so it was a pleasure having you here, Tamisha. Thank you so much. Rita, I am so honored and so grateful uh, for you for inviting me here and for the work that you do. I it's it's so much needed. And yeah, we are just I'm grateful for your light and I'm grateful that you were able to see mine as well. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely, Tamisha. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for being here and contributing your time and energy to this much needed, important topic of today's culture. Um, So sending love, light and blessings to everybody and be happy being well, guys. Until next time. Bye.